What's up everyone? <laughs> that sounds weird. Let me say it the way I usually say it. What's up guys? It is Coach Callie V and yep, it's another softball podcast. And you know what today is, so let's get into the grit of this episode. What's up, guys? It's Coach Callie B, and yes, I know I'm a little late to the party. However, keep in mind, I was late to my own birthday, but on the real real, it's been a busy, blessed week. I've been able to spend some one-on-one time with my daughter, as well as await my middle son's return from the lake. Now I have to take him to go get an x-ray of his hand because he got his hand caught in the tube rope. This should be fun. I'll keep you updated on that. Please pray that everything is good. I also have gotten to see some really close friends of mine, as well as one of my clients play ball, and also speak into my oldest son as he is all the way in Atlanta playing baseball, and my husband is getting the opportunity to coach him as well. So it's been blessed to say the least, but I want to get on the motivation that I was lit with on Monday. Thank God for screenshot because I actually screenshot the picture that built this motivational spark within me. All right. So I want to, I want to talk to you guys about this. It's a pink picture. I'm literally scrolling through my phone right now to find my pictures. (laughs) You're probably like, all right, girl, get your life together. First of all, my life has never been together. It's always been the way it's supposed to be. Ah, such a lens to look through, right? So before you go out casting your finger towards somebody, look back at yourself. Mm, Love it. All right, let's get into it. So I'm going to say this quote. I have no idea who it's by. It was just a pin on my Pinterest that came across. Um, This is a lot of how I like to access my motivation. So I've talked about this before. What are you doing daily to motivate yourself? You know, it's not just going to like show up on your doorstep. (laughs) And if it does, I would be aware of the sender because hmm, the devil likes to work in many disguises. All right. So quote, it's not what you do. It's how you do it. It's not what you see. It's how you look at it. It's not how your life is. It's how you live it, end quote. So let's hit on that first sentence. It's not what you do, it's how you do it. Okay, so let's just take um, my oldest, okay? He is a very talented baseball player. But you guys know what beats talent, right? Hard work. Hard work always beats talent when talent fails to show up. That is not my quote. That quote is one of the oldest ones in every coach's coach book. Not that they have a coach book, but pretty much locked away in their heart, right? Because we've all seen those kids who are super talented. The flip side of it is we've all seen those kids who work really hard and always beat the talented kids out. So with that being said, I want you guys to look through the lens of how you do things. How are you showing up in your life every day? I know for me today, I was tired, so I slept in two more hours. 
<laughs> then I normally wake up. That's me showing up in my best self. I knew, Callie knew she needed a little bit more sleep. I don't know what I was thinking last night. I stayed up, like, watching Mystic Pizza. <laughs> no, I'm just like, I don't remember ever watching this. How did I miss this boat? How did I not watch this as a kid? Then I started thinking, well, I probably was, I don't know, maybe 10 when it came out. And it was probably a little bit over my head as I'm watching this movie. I'm like, there are some pretty mature things in here. But I got to say, Julia Rob Roberts, sorry, I like almost choked on my own spit because <laughs> I'm human. Julia Roberts rocked that role. She is just beautiful. So it got me thinking how she showed up for that role and how she's still showing up in her roles, her movie roles, right? Her job, her talent. Here's the truth. If Julia Roberts, and I don't know her, I've never met her, but I see the quality in her talent, right? If she didn't work hard, her talent would fade, right? Because hard work does what? Hard work always beats talent when talent fails to show up. Bottom line. So I want you guys to ask yourself, whatever you're doing, how are you doing it? Are you doing it well? Are you doing it 20% out of 100? Are you doing it in such a way that it's the only way that you can do it? Okay, we all have those windows of opportunity. Are you allowing your window of opportunity to be made by others? Or are you making that window of opportunity? See, as a coach, we always have a game plan. Sometimes we write it on paper. Sometimes it's in our head. Sometimes it's in our heart. We know what we're going to do with these athletes when we apply them to our game plan. But it doesn't always work out. So we have to have that backup plan. Now, this is where there's a thin line with backup plans, for me at least. I like to go with plan A because plan B means plan A failed. Uh, you can look at it as failure or you can look at it as I failed in that to know that I'm not going to do plan A ever again. This is why we have plan B. So I guard my plan A and I guard my plan B and I stop right there. That's where it stops. I don't have a C and a D and an E and an F and a G all the way to Z. It's just this is where I have to keep my boundaries or I will basically become a serial planner of A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Some of you guys function like that. For me, it's not my gig. All right. I have to have boundaries. I have to set goals and I have to create those expectations in my own mind. And I have to be the hard one on myself because if I let somebody else get hard on me, then that's where I'll break. So I have to guard my heart, guard my mind. Okay. So it's not what you do. It's how you do it. How are you doing your stuff? How are you showing up in your life? We're all over the place. Everybody has a battle they're fighting. We don't necessarily have to wear a t-shirt yelling to the world what we're fighting. But there are moments where we should let others know what we're fighting. Okay? Maybe it's not fighting. Maybe it's thinking about. Maybe it's meditating on. Maybe it's working through. Okay? So it's not what you do. It's how you do it. All right, the next part to this quote. 
It's not what you see. It's how you look at it. If you listen to me on here or you are in my coaching circle or you're in my circle here on earth, (laughs) you constantly are going to hear me say, look through this lens or I didn't look through this lens or I've been looking through this lens and I totally completely forgot to look through this lens. I challenge you to look through a different lens. It's not what you see. It's how you look at it. So let's take one of my athletes. Okay. When she first started working with me, she uh, didn't have all the bells and whistles, so to speak, consistently overlooked. She's smaller in stature. Um, She was the new kid on the block, so to speak. But she consistently showed up because she and I would challenge ourselves in our sessions to look through a different lens. I constantly tell my athletes, put your blinders on. Don't worry about who's running beside you. Worry about running your race. Worry about throwing your game. Worry about pitching your game. Don't worry about the girls that are five foot ten, six foot three. <laughs> I've lived it, I survived it, and I came out just fine. If not, I came out better than most because I didn't allow my height competitively. I was five foot three, now I'm five foot two because that's what aging does to you. I didn't allow five foot three to determine my fate, right? I allowed five foot three to determine how I showed up. I allowed my height to tell me I was going to do something and this is how I was going to do it. Bottom line. So I looked through the lens of if there were no boundaries on what I could do, how was I going to do it? So before you're quick to judge, and we're all guilty of this because it's human nature to judge. It's just part of who we are, what we do. And for those of you that say, I don't judge people, come on, look through the lens, look through the lens of literally hearing somebody say, I don't judge, kind of stings because it's part of who we are. It's just like we're all born sinners. We're all born liars. It's, you know, through the acceptance of Jesus Christ are those sins forgiven. Then we got to deal with the world putting us on a pedestal because we're a Christian, blah, blah, blah. No, pedestals are made to fall off of. Okay. So as you're looking through this lens of thinking that you're doing all the things correctly, you're doing all the things right, you're keeping yourself on track, are you allowing for that pedestal to kind of come in the back door? And all of a sudden you have a chip on your shoulder. Okay. So with this athlete of mine, I had to consistently preach into her, speak into her. Don't worry about this person over here. Don't worry about what this person's doing over here. Don't worry about how fast they're throwing. Don't worry about how many games she pitched. I need you to show up in what you're doing right now. Be present in the moment. Look through that lens. Right now, I want everybody. Everybody who seems to be worried about what everybody else is doing and you're listening to this, I want you to look at what you're doing and how you're doing it. And then look through the lens of how you could show up better in what you are given in this moment and where your feet are at in this moment. Right there. 
Okay, so we're going to recap on those two. It's not what you do, it's how you do it. It's not what you see, it's how you look at it. So my oldest, it's not what you do, it's how you do it. How are you showing up every day as you're thousands of miles away from me right now and you thank God you got your dad with you. Like that is just a blessing in disguise. I'm so thankful that my husband gets to be with our oldest in this journey. They get to share this experience, right? But what you need to ask yourself big is how are you doing it? How are you succeeding? How are you failing? Oh, I said it. I said the F word. Yep. It's a four letter word fail. And it's not a dirty word. See, Everyone needs to understand with success, you're going to have failure because that failure is going to identify what you don't want to do, what you should not do in order to reach your success, right? Small increments of change, tiny little adjustments are the defining factor of how we're going to succeed, right? I mean, come on, we've all heard the phrase doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result, beating the dead horse, expecting the horse to get up and walk, maybe run. It's not. And you're not going to get better by doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. It's just not. You are not. So you have to be willing to do something different. It's like, uh, let's keep it super simple. Walking across the street. You just walk across the street and, oh, you get hit. You break a leg, okay? You get healed, same scenario. You just walk across the street. Oh, my gosh, you get hit again. You literally keep doing the same thing, expecting to not get hit. So how can we change this scenario? You're going to walk across the street. You're going to look to your left. You're going to look to your right. And you're going to notice that a car is coming. You're going to hold yourself onto that sidewalk up on that curb and not walk. Once you see that the cars have passed or the car, you're going to cross the street. Guess what? You actually got a different result. You didn't get hit. It's as simple as that. All right. So it's not what you do. It's how you do it. It's not what you see. It's how you look at it. What lens are you looking through? Are you looking through the lens of judgment because somebody made an error on the field? They made you look bad. So now you're going to hold a grudge on that person or because you can't see the ball or you can't get a hit or you keep doing this or you keep doing that. That's a pretty selfish lens. Okay. I want to challenge you to look through the lens of the person that actually made the error. How do you think that person feels right now? They have to hold that. Now, by you looking through the lens of they did that, you're actually helping them hold that burden, but you're doing it in a way that no growth is going to happen, okay? So look at the lens of the person that made the error. That's a heavy burden to carry. How can you help them carry that burden in a growth way? Here you go. You ready for this? I'm going to blow your mind. Hey, it happens. We make errors. We make mistakes. Sometimes we have to drop the ball to know that our glove isn't a good glove after all. Sometimes we have to drop the ball to know that it's time to get a new glove. I need a bigger glove. We're good. We're going to bounce back from this. That's how you carry your teammates' burden of making an error with them versus what are you doing? 
I've seen you catch the ball a thousand times. Why aren't you catching the ball today? What is going on with you? You literally just cost us the game. You do realize that by saying stuff like that, you've just cursed somebody to hang on to their own trauma. And now, 20 years later, they're going to have to work through that one play that they could never work through 20 years ago. They're going to have to do it 20 years later with a family, with a spouse, with an adult life. Like, come on. All right. So it's not what you see. It's how you look at it. How are you looking at the world today? The world that you are living in right now, the moment, the present. Okay. What lens are you looking through? Okay. Third thing, third and final thing. It's not how your life is. It's how you live it. (laughs) You ready for that again? It's not how your life is. It's how you live it. How many of you wish you had a different life? How many of you literally are listening to this going, I hate my life. This sucks. This is happening. This. How many of you have been fired before? I'm raising my hand. I'm raising my hand. Yep, I've been fired before. And I wear that like a badge of honor. Now, did I earn that badge while I was walking through being fired? No. It was some of the darkest moments of my life. Literally rock bottom. The craziest thing is I got fired on stuff that the company could have been sued for if I would have, quote unquote, blown the whistle. But I had reached such an emotional weight to carry. I was so tired of carrying it. I just wanted to wash my hands of it. So by not dealing with the emotions, I just kind of threw them to the side. I worked through a whole bunch of different emotions. Talk about critical emotions, like literally seeing the person that fired me in the grocery store and starting to shake out of fear because I knew I didn't do anything wrong. And then come to find out that person was busted for embezzling money within the company. So that's why that person was firing people, basically firing the people that if they knew the truth, they were going to say something. So it was like a blessing in disguise, so to speak, right? More opportunities came from it, but man, it was tough to work through. I felt worthless. I felt like a loser. Okay. I felt like my life sucked. I was so thankful I had and still have my husband in my life to take, to take this journey on together. I had my kids, but I'm behind all those thoughts. It was like, ah, this sucks. I'm such a failure. I can't even do this. I can't even do that. Right. So it's not how your life is. So during that moment, I felt like my life was being imploded, right? I felt like I wasn't going to be able to do anything anymore. But then when I started to work through those emotions, I started to realize it's not that. It's how am I going to live my life? It's how am I going to do it? And it's how am I going to look at it? And how am I going to live it? Do you see how all these things run together? It's not what you do. It's how you do it, right? I was fired from a super awesome job, from a career, right? How did I walk through getting fired? Well, at first, I was terrible at it. I've never been fired before. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know my head from my rear end. Like, I just, I froze. I was lost in paralysis and fear. Let's just say the devil had a heyday with me, right? Okay. But then I started to realize that I didn't get fired for anything legit. I got fired for stuff that was terrible, stuff that I couldn't control. 
I can control how somebody felt about me. I can control that that person hated me since the first day I walked into that place and basically had it out for me, hung on to a grudge. Can you imagine? And I know some of you listening to this, maybe you do like to hang on to grudges, but I don't. But this person who basically got me fired hung on to a grudge for four and a half years towards me and waited for their opportunity to come get me. Oh, it works. Kudos. You got rid of her. Yay. She's fired. Yay. How's that working for you? You still hanging on to grudges or did you learn to let go? Oh, yes. This is more of a life lesson, right? I'm not just talking to coaches, parents, and athletes. I'm talking to the general population. Okay. So I hope that this person who hung on to that grudge, I hope for their spouse's sake and their kid's sake, that they learned how to work through their anger. They learned how to look through a different lens. They learned how to show up in life better than how they were doing it. And they learned how to live their life. Right? I know you might think, well, look at you. You're judging. I am. I totally am. In a growth way. See, there's two types of judgment. There's judgment in despair. There's judgment out of anger. There's judgment to condemn somebody. And then there's judgment in saying, hey, let go of it. This is what you're doing. If you just let go of this burden, give it to God. Watch God work. See, and and the world gets so caught up, so caught up in opinions and judgment and they feel like fingers are being pointed everywhere well you're not feeling anything you're actually like calling it as you see it the world is doing that right now everybody has an opinion and their opinion matters the most bravo spectacular you do realize that when you speak that opinion it falls onto child ears So then you start to create a whole monstrosity of doing things and how you do it and looking through lenses and how you're looking through the lens and showing up and how you're showing up in your life. You start to create this turmoil that just generational brokenness. But now it's out of the houses. It's everywhere. It's it's on social. It's on TV. It's on the radio. It's on downloads. Like it's everywhere. So with that being said, I'm going to close this off, okay? I'm going to close this off into that quote yet again. We're going to talk about it one more time. I'm going to say it because if you haven't written it down, I want you to write it down. Quote, it's not what you do, it's how you do it. It's not what you see, it's how you look at it. It's not how your life is, it's how you live it, end quote. How are you doing whatever it is that you do, okay? How are you looking at something? What lens are you looking through? And how are you living the life that you're living? Bottom line, keep in mind back pocket talk right here. Whenever I say back pocket talk, that means we're going to put it in our back pocket because we're going to pull it out one day. We're going to need to know this, right? There are two types of judgment. There is the judgment of condemning, the judgment of hurting, the judgment 
of crippling somebody, the judgment of breaking somebody down and leaving them in despair, never with the intention of caring or rebuilding them. That's deconstructive judgment. Then there is the judgment of building somebody back up, taking them down and building them back up. Like, let's just keep it simple. I'm going to take your swing down, your softball swing, and I'm going to build it back up with proper mechanics. But I'm going to give you the tools. You have to be willing to learn. Okay? There is the judgment of love. Hey, kiddo. I know you want to hang out with your friends, but you've got five games this week over the next seven days. So I need you to get to bed early. I want you coming home curfew an hour early. Okay? It's all because I want you to do great things. Constructive, right? Mm. If we could stop and think and stop and hold ourselves accountable for what's about to come out of our mouth, think about how much better things would be, how less everyone would be so eager to hurt somebody with what they say. Truth, truth be told, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will always harm me. Those of you that have been traumatized by what somebody has said, whether it's been a parent, somebody you trusted, somebody you look to for advice, somebody you look to for safety, those words cut you deep. So in closing, I want you guys to show up with your words in such a way that you're a beacon for light. You're choosing to say nice things. Remember, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. And the moment those words come out of your mouth, the negative words, as they start to come up your throat, I hope they don't taste good. I hope you have conviction in what you're saying every single time. Okay, secondly, Make sure you're looking through the lens of how you can help somebody carry their burden and lift it off their shoulders. How can you help? And lastly, by deciding to think before you talk and look through the lens of the person that's carrying the burden, okay? What kind of traumas are they working through? How did they create this monstrosity in their brain? How can you show up in your life right now where you're at? All right, guys, I got to get out of here. It's been a late morning. Got to get to the gym. Still got to do it. And then I got to get that middle to the urgent care to see if the urgent care to urgent care to see if his bone is broken. I really hope not. I hope it's just a severe sprain. In fact, I know it is. I already claim it. God's got him on this. And whatever it is, we're going to work through it because that's how we choose to show up. Take care, guys. Thanks for listening and keep swinging. God bless. Oh, yeah. Real quick. Kind of left you hanging on my athlete, the one that I continuously have told since day one. Run your race. Pitch your game. How is she doing now two years later? Um, Homegirl showing up right on track. Reaching into her success. And looking back only to see how far she's came. I'm so proud of you, kid. 
you keep choosing to show up in your life, looking through the correct lens to build others up and do things, do the things that you have been blessed to do, do them well and watch your life continue to be blessed. So proud of you, kiddo. All right, I'm really getting off here. (laughs) Headed to the gym. God bless y'all. Bye-bye.